0: Welcome back to Mixed Media. It's uh, not like we've been gone for too long. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, if you missed the first uh, episode, we had an uh, interesting time getting getting up live. But if you appreciate the efforts, uh, hit the like button, whether you're watching live or in post or whatever. We'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, and uh, Ben last time talked about diegetic music in Star Wars. Some interesting music, like Chicken in the Pot. And if you know what, the, if you want to know what that means, you got to go check out that episode for sure. Yeah, so uh, this episode here, let me switch up everything real quick. But this episode, I'm going to be talking about some drama that's been cropping up with uh, Black Wid- Widow. I talked about Black Widow in episode 18. and In episode 18, I talked about how Disney did not make money off of uh, Black Widow. Or what, I mean, they they probably recouped their investment. But that's, that's you know, got, watch the episode so you can get the full breakdown on how that works. Um, let's just say... Their profits were shockingly bad. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, with the shorts that we put out about Black Widow on our channel, we had a couple people say, well, you know, I think we had a comment of, from someone saying, well, you know, like, I, you know, I didn't really care about this character, and I think more people didn't really care about this character than people thought, plus all the characters died, which is basically what I said, the last part about all the characters died. And uh if you add on top of that people are not caring about black Widow as much as you might want to you know want to believe then I guess that makes sense. Uh so yeah, we're talking about Scarjo. Now, if you want access to this whiteboard actually, you can draw on this whiteboard. It's a live whiteboard. It's on a site that you can uh get the link to. So, if you're in the chat right now, if you're uh, one of our uh subscribers, you can uh just drop a link in the chat. It's only for live people right now. Uh people who show up live you can uh, doodle on the whiteboard as we're talking, whatever, as long as you keep it uh, appropriate, of course, or then I'm going to have to kick you off the whiteboard. Um, <laughs> so ScarJo versus Disney. Let's call it that. <laughs> so everyone knows Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow, right? Or uh, Natasha. What's her last name? I, 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 I'm I not a Marvel fan. I'll say that up front. Uh, so I'm not going to know Marvel
1: lore very well. So yeah she's a Romanov ah gotcha, yeah, natasha i've not 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 seen the film, but I, I you know, yeah, yeah,
0: um, so she plays you know natasha Romanov, uh black widow um. The, the backstory behind the creation of this film is Black Widow's been in the series for basically ever. You know, she's one of the part of the uh, basically original characters of the Avengers. But she never got her own film, and she never got really a major role uh, to which fans of Black Widow got really mad about. I think the fans of Black Widow are separate, or I should say, I think the fans of Scarlett Johansson present themselves as fans of Black Widow, but I don't think they quite are. Uh, I don't think, I think they just, they like Scarlett Johansson more than they like Black Widow necessarily. So there's this kind of like cult of personality around her. And so they get very passionate, you know, like many fandoms, you know, uh, they get very passionate about, uh, protecting the person that they like, which is Scarlett Johansson. And so, uh, they complained and they said, Disney, why don't you give us a movie? Disney, why don't you give us a movie? And lo and behold, spoiler alert, they go ahead and kill her character she falls off of something, with uh, a cliff, I think, and dies. Um, again, I'm not. A, I'm not a Marvel fan, so I'm sure I'm sounding like an idiot right now. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, and then afterwards, they announced that she's going to get her own movie post her death, which leaves people kind of salty. Which you can imagine why, after the, the the series lasting for this long, why that would be. Last episode, I mentioned that Black Widow made. Uh, 60 million opening week on Disney plus, uh, 80 million in the opening week, but 200 million or I think 200 million in the first week overall. So in the first week you made 340 million, something like that. I am probably butchering that some somewhat, um, where the total movie budget was probably including marketing approximately $400 million. Um, so yeah. Have they recouped their money by now? I haven't checked the numbers, but I'm sure they have the the problem though is that they're not going to make as much money as they want to be making which you know hopefully is like something like 600 million 700 million 1 billion you know these these are the numbers you want to be seeing uh for marvel movies um for tying up your money for so long uh i also mentioned in that episode that the an increase in cost in marvel movies are the actors Um, And that's because you can't get rid of them, you know, and so when you keep uh, signing them onto new contracts, you keep uh, paying them more and more because you don't want them to leave or else your entire domino or your house of cards, I should say, of the future of Marvel that's already in production or pre-production, you know, for a movie that's going to come out five years from now is going to fall apart and you're going to waste a lot of time and money and effort. So uh, Ben, you want to guess how much Scarlett Johansson has made off of Black Widow thus far, roughly speaking?
1: Uh, I don't know, fifty million. Probably more than that.
0: It's actually less than that. Um, no, less than that. Yeah, so she's she's made twenty million dollars thus far, um, which uh, I'm not actually sure what the historical average is for other Marvel actors, but I'm certain (laughs) that a lot of the original members even the ones who died of uh well especially the ones who died i should say um of the original avengers movies got paid a lot more than 20 million dollars um you know Oh,
1: really more than her
0: yeah uh well not for this movie but i'm saying yeah but i
1: mean overall is she not like because she hasn't had like her own film. Okay.
0: Yeah. And uh, if we're being honest, she's uh less crucial, uh, you know, she probably has less leveraging power, you know, how much less I have no idea, but you know, so yeah, I don't know the backroom deals and all that kind of stuff. I'm not familiar, but I, I do know recently, uh, and this is the spicy part, uh, despite the failure, basically that this movie was despite the failure of demonstration of Disney plus that this food movie was, um, it, has further strife. Scarlett Johansson is making a big stink uh, and suing Disney for Black Widow, which is a bad, like, that is, it just makes the problem so much worse, (laughs) you know? uh, The nightmare grows. You know, Disney already started pivoting towards uh, blaming the viewers, essentially, like they usually do for uh, the success of a movie, which never makes any sense. Oh, (laughs) like
1: with Star Wars, right?
0: Right, exactly. They're saying, "Oh, well, it's getting review bombed by some people, and blah 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 blah, and like I don't know, something COVID, something else." But it's like we—you didn't release the movie not to do well. You just—you expected it to do well, and it didn't. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but we'll be talking about the corporate boardrooms of Disney in a moment. But here's the background, basically. So Scarlett Johansson, when she negotiated a contract for this particular movie it was negotiated separately which i think for a lot of these films they're negotiated in bulk because a lot of films a lot of actors negotiate in bulk even outside of franchises you'd be surprised so like for example like uh um you know uh uh, name like brad pitt let's say you know maybe bad example or al pacino is probably actually a good example he i'm pretty sure he's negotiated bundles of his acting to different studios so he'll sign a deal where you'll get a certain amount of money for like a three-picture deal so one of which he knows about and maybe there's a deadline so like by 20 you know 30 he needs to get all these pictures uh, filmed with Universal Studios let's say he knows what he has one pitch to him that he's down for uh, but he wants I don't know, something or another, more money up front or maybe a slice of the pie, whatever he wants. He wants negotiating power. So he says, you know what? I'm going to promise you two more roles, uh, regardless of whether they're part of the same franchise or not in the universal system, you know, in the Marvel system, of course, you have more prevalence of that because you're doing a lot of films. So like, Tony Stark or Tony Stark, (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. uh, Who's basically Tony Stark at this point. Uh, (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. uh, will negotiate, you know, the next however many uh, Iron Man movies. um, Because it's actually, and he probably actually knows the direction, uh, you know, especially as things, the ball starts rolling. He's basically probably taking a producer-like function in a lot of ways. And he has a lot of say in the direction of his character and all that kind of stuff, and so he's you know he's probably negotiated his uh, picture deal you know somewhat. So basically, the weird part is that this was a one-picture deal, which I thought was interesting because that might signal that this movie was uh, actually was coerced by the fans. Like this movie might not have happened if not for the fans um, who were asking for it and the, the the bad media they were they were getting about. You know, female, uh, you know, uh, heroes, but then they won't give Scar- Scarlett Johansson, who's been literally around since the beginning, a role. It doesn't make any sense, right? And it really isn't defensible. I don't think. I mean, d- it doesn't really make sense um, <laughs> uh, if you're going down that line of reasoning. And so, I think this movie actually might have been forced, which gave Scarlett Johansson an interesting opportunity to leverage a really good deal out of it um, because their hands were kind of forced with this movie they were going to make it and she had the terms weren't set beforehand and so she came to the the table saying "Ah, i can change the terms now which is nothing wrong with that by the way i think she actually negotiated a pretty good deal probably you know there's probably people doing it on her behalf and all that kind of stuff but good for her you need more of that uh you know sort of aggressiveness with these studios and so she ends up uh Signing onto a deal where she makes a lot of the share of the profits from theatrical release. Which, if you guys don't know, people are talking streaming, streaming, streaming. But theatrical releases make a lot of money for these studios. A lot of money. It's because of margin. Like, it's ridiculous how much money you make off of uh, movie theaters. That's why they cordon off the film for, like, however many weeks beforehand just for movie theaters. Then they move it to streaming. They're trying to move to streaming because they want to get 100% of the profits now. They want to cut out the movie theaters because they're greedy. Uh, which is, I mean, it's also their rights, their product. You know, that's, that part doesn't bother me. But, you know, the narrative that things are so much better on streaming, especially in this case, uh, clearly, obviously false because they didn't really make that much money off of streaming. They didn't make as much as they needed to make off of streaming to make it worthwhile. Um, so she essentially does a copy of prior deals in some ways in terms of her box office split. Except this time she's the main character, so she negotiates a pretty big box office split. But, and she negotiates down her like guaranteed salary so that she can get more share of the box office split. You know, Makes sense if she's confident that her movie will do well. It also makes it so that she has skin in the game so that you know, she's going to do a good job, right? So it makes sense. So she has her own company called Periwinkle Entertainment. When these actors have their own uh, companies, they're basically shell companies that for tax and legal purposes, they do the exchanging of contracts and whatever. You should be doing that too, by the way, indie filmmakers. You should have shell companies and whatever, but that's a whole other story. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so what ends up happening is the contract that she signs basically says that she's guaranteed a wide release for a certain period of time. I think it's 90, 90 days or... No, it's not 90 days. I think it was less than that. I forget what it was. But there's a certain period of time where she's guaranteed a wide release. That's the, term, the literal language in the contract is a wide release of the film, of Black Widow. And she gets a lot of the revenue from that. The problem is, is that Bill, Biz, Disney pulls a surprise and uh, <laughs> they say, oh, we're going to release this on Disney Plus for our early access program, which probably didn't even exist when she signed this contract. You could argue that they didn't preclude in the uh, contract. They didn't preclude that possibility. That's where I think this is going to have to be hashed out in terms of the contract language. I, I don't think this is actually very cut and dry per se, and we'll see how it uh, play, plays out. But the problem is is that with every uh, deal she's done with uh, Marvel beforehand, it always meant a specific thing. Here's a great example that uh some lawyers explained uh this concept. Uh, you know, I can link to them later in the post thing. Um But basically, if you have a deal with a baker, a contract of the baker that you're gonna be delivered a dozen donuts every week, you know, and that means 13, right? 13 donuts. Uh that word dozen means 13 to the baker, and that's been the case in the past with every successive iteration of the, the contract. If all of a sudden the baker gives you twelve donuts this time, uh, and you say foul play, but the baker says, "Well, haha, that's technically still a dozen," you know, by the meaning of the word dozen, the more common meaning of the word dozen, that's not actually going to fly in the courts because the common understanding that you had uh, between you and the and the person you have a contract with was that dozen means thirteen. So she has that similar argument that she's making in her lawsuit, which is that. And every time she's done this deal beforehand with uh, Marvel, it had been that wide theatrical release meant that she has her own dedicated cord- cordoned off release time where she, none of the revenue can get siphoned off to Disney Plus, where she doesn't really I don't think she, I don't know if she makes any money off of uh Disney plus sales does Disney know that she's expecting this obviously obviously you know I mean if we're talking about like morally speaking I think they know what they were doing you know legally speaking is a different question but in terms of what they knew they were doing I think they knew that they were screwing her Uh, (laughs) uh, and uh, so just for the technical term uh, she's suing for the inducement to breach of contract Uh, and the reason why it's inducement to breach of contract is because she's alleging that Disney is forcing Marvel's hand in terms of how it gets released because Disney and Marvel aren't, you know, Disney owns Marvel, but Marvel's technically still a separate entity from Disney. So she's suing Disney for forcing Marvel to, to, uh, release the film in certain ways. Uh, Steph says in the chat, apparently Robert Downey Jr. made 50 million from the last Avengers. Uh, 15 million from Iron Man, 75 million from Endgame, 10 to 15 million for the 10 minutes he appeared in Spider-Man: Homecoming. So yeah, she she ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) So she definitely disproportionately, you know, I mean, she's not she was never going to make as much as Robert Downey Jr., but less than half is like it's kind of insulting. Um. Uh, especially because she's an original cast member, right? Um, so yeah, so what does Disney do in response to this uh, lawsuit? Of course, they're going to be really petty, <laughs> really petty. And like I said, I'm not taking sides on the legal aspect. I actually don't know, you know, how it's going to turn out. I'm not sure who's in the legal right here. I think there's arguments to be had on both sides. Disney has not filed the response yet. So in fairness, I'm not going to, you know, comment on the, you know, the merits of their of their case, you know. I've only read her side, basically, right? Well, regardless of that, Disney comes back really petty, really, really petty, and they accuse her of being greedy, and they disclose how much money she's made so far, which was, you know, not disclosed prior. They say, look, you've made $20 million. Why are you complaining? You know, you're being greedy. You just want to, like, destroy us, basically, which doesn't make any sense. But Do, do not be fooled here. $20 million in comparison... You know, she. They're, what they're trying to do is they're making, making her, make her try to seem like she's, you know, a millionaire complaining about other millionaires, right? That's the vibe that they want to get around this conversation. That has nothing to do with it. People are entitled to the compensation that they negotiated. That's just the fact of it. You know, regardless of their millionaires or not. You know, it's just fairness is fair. Um, so that that's silly. And then. They further this this insult to Scarlett Johansson, which, by the way, is not going to be playing well with her her cult file following at all. None of this is going to go well for Disney.
1: Well, luckily, <laughs> luckily, Black Widow's dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> that's true. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if all a lot of them, you know, you know, they really didn't care about the franchise at all anyway. So they're really just not going to watch any Marvel movies in the future because of this, because they didn't they didn't really care. You know, so Disney, they're like, hmm, how can we make ourselves even look even worse ourselves and project our greed onto Scarlett Johansson? Um, (laughs) We're going to say she's she's uh, not um, sympathetic enough over the covid stuff. And I'm like sitting there I'm like that makes no sense at all. That doesn't even like remotely make sense. (laughs) <laughs> you chose when you released this film, right? You could have delayed it further if you if you wanted more people to see it in the theaters, but they're like you don't understand Scarlett Johansson. You didn't make as much money as you wanted to make because, you know, COVID and people are not going out and all that kind of stuff. And then they also say we had to release it on streaming because people weren't going to see it in theaters because of COVID and we were supporting our viewers. All of this is BS. If you believe any of this, I have a bridge to sell you. <laughs> you know this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you know this is this is not. Is he
1: supporting the public?
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this is not true at all. Um, and so yeah, that's the, really the whole situation um, in a nutshell. I think Scarlett Johansson has the upper hand in terms of the court of public opinion. You know, I don't think this is going to play well. I don't know why they didn't just settle immediately. Just give her another twenty million dollars. 30 million dollars if you have to just shill it out shut her up and shut and shut up yourself you know like why the heck do you have to like go ahead and make you know and you know a butt out of yourself essentially you know disney uh bad pr whoever managed this really bad pr it's not gonna play out well now, in terms of the articles about this, I don't know how. I just say that like Disney pays people. You know, certain people get paid, and they don't disclose that they get paid by Disney to write some uh, cover for uh, Disney um, in certain uh, high-profile uh, things, or at least write articles that make it seem more even playing field than it actually is. Right? You shouldn't sympathize with a multi-billion-dollar corporate boardroom more than you do with, you know, an actor who's, yeah, admittedly part of the Hollywood system and very wealthy, you know, she's still just, she's not at an advantage on the money front at all. You know, she herself is not a monopoly, you know, she's not a one person monopoly, whereas Disney is literally a monopoly. So she's at the disadvantage from the money side. But I think in the court of public opinion, I think she's actually got the upper hand here. They don't, what Disney doesn't understand is, you know, new economy principles, you know people can smell you know the the bs <laughs> and they're not going to react well to it and this is not going to go well but this whole thing connects to a larger topic i think about how disney affects this whole space in general so let's take let's take the disney plus thing for a second this didn't work out for them wrong bet Nothing went right well. It wasn't a demonstration to stakeholders of Disney Plus, right? It wasn't a demonstration to Wall Street about what Disney Plus could be. It wasn't a demonstration that, you know, uh, movies are back or anything like that. It didn't work. What the thing is, I think people need to understand is that it doesn't matter if you're a monopoly. None of this matters if you're a monopoly, you know, or at least what I would call a monopoly. So this is what I, I'm going to coin this term the atrophy cycle, yeah. You know, so this is what it's going to end up happening. Disney Plus is the best streaming platform by now. Uh, by, by now, I think you know pretty much by all standards. Like I mean, I'm even talking about from like a, a quality standard too, because the other streaming platforms have uh you know they've ceded this ground to Disney. You know, with The Mandalorian and Loki and a whole bunch of other things. I haven't seen anything these things by the by the way. Um, I'm just from feel I can feel that um, even
1: like in terms of like technical quality, like image quality, I find is much higher on Disney plus than Netflix.
0: yeah, and I believe you, um, and this is really a fault of Netflix. Um, you know Netflix was the only other entity that could compete with this. Netflix fell slack. They they went to algorithmic content creation. They stopped being a tech company, and that was the whole pitch of Netflix was that with their they had like a revolution in the company and like they brought in a bunch of tech people. Guys, that tech was art focused. That's like that's like I love that. That's like kind of like my bread and butter there. Like you know, the tech was art focused. It was about compression algorithms. And at that time when Netflix uh, uh, came out, it was the most glorious thing you could find on the internet because you couldn't stream anything that looked as good, you know, by today's standards, it doesn't look very good, but you know, back when it was revolutionary, it was a big deal. And it's still kind of a technical feat in some ways, but they stopped innovating their, their compression algorithm. They stopped spending money on the tech. They gave up on the art and in total, why on earth would you make dark movies like literally like physically dark, like, you know, a lot of it the scenes are dark um, why would you contract David Fincher to make uh, what's the show called mind hunter right mind hunter a lot of scenes are dark which literally just shows off how ugly the algor- the, the compression uh, algorithm is it just looks terrible I just the whole thing just did the Netflix fell apart Disney Plus comes along because Disney's like wait a second we have so much content we could just make our own thing and just take a hundred percent of the thing natural progression of things they had Netflix essentially allowed them to have the time to develop the platform over the years and develop the ideas while they were, you know, selling their movies to Netflix and still making money off of streaming. In the background, they could siphon that money back into Disney+. Plus. I have no problem with any of this, by the way, you know, on a conceptual level. The thing that really bugs me is that what's going to happen is that Netflix in of itself is not a monopoly. It is, I have problems with the entertainment space as a whole, and I have problems with Netflix, but Netflix in and of itself is not a monopoly. Disney is. So the problem that happens here is that even if Netflix wanted to, I don't know, blow back or something like that, you know, throw some punches back, they're not going to win this fight. This is now a war of attrition. There's no other, it's not a war of quality. It's not a war of whatever. Right now, Disney's winning the quality battle, and that's good. You know, that's good for them. Uh, but it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, And so what will happen is Disney will fight the other streaming platforms until all of the rest of them are on their knees and dead, basically. And then their own platform will atrophy. It's kind of what Netflix went through, actually. Um, You know, Netflix kind of killed Blockbuster and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, Everything else atrophied. And then uh, Netflix took the crown and then they stopped caring and then their platform atrophied, you know, until... Disney came along with even bigger fish, and they repeated the cycle. What will happen, the quality on Disney Plus will go down in, I don't know, let's say I'm just BSing a number here, five to ten years, right? Five to ten years from now, it'll become really crappy, budget, algorithmic filmmaking. But it won't matter because there's no more competition. Uh, they killed it, killed all the competition, essentially. Everyone has to default to Disney Plus to see anything of value. Right, they rot the film and TV space away, and then what will happen is that they once the film and TV TV space, once people say, "I don't even want to watch movies, I don't even watch want to watch TV at all anymore," because you know none of it's good. I can't find anything I want to watch, even though there are a hundred thousand titles. I don't want to watch any of this. Once that happens, Disney will just exit film and TV. That's all they, because they're monopoly. They don't die on this hill, right? They they just. They just move on, and what they will do is they'll pick up gaming, and they'll just hammer at gaming, and they'll do the same thing where they crowd out the space, they'll atrophy everyone else out, they'll be the dominant player, and then it'll be VR. You know, they'll just keep doing this with mediums because they don't care about the medium; they don't have to. There's nothing that makes them care about the medium, right? They just have they win by killing. They don't win by by gaining customers. It's it's a different kind of game. Um, that's what I would like to call the atrophy cycle, I I guess, basically. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is doing this now instead of improving their shows and TVs and regrouping on that front, they're moving to gaming. And I'm like, yeah, well that, that's obvious, you know, that obviously was going to happen because you don't want, you don't care, you know? Um, anyway, so that's the whole thing. Now, the last thing I have to say overall, um, is I have no idea how Disney has a reputation anymore. I don't get it. I I truly don't get it. This is something that gets me mad, like actually mad. They've done so much to show that they are an unfeeling, disgusting corporation. So on top of this thing with Scarlett Johansson and being petty as hell with it, you know, and, and, and trying to run her over, you know, despite their whole, oh, female empowerment and blah, blah, blah. But then they just cannibalize her whenever she... Because she spoke up, which is like the exact opposite. It's disgusting. Not only did they do that, but you have the whole thing with the Uyghurs and Mulan, which I just cannot, I cannot forget, forgive them for. That's disgusting. Then you have the whole Captain Marvel thing. Again, taking advantage of a whole group of people, flipping them over and saying, yeah, we don't care about you anyway. And now they're going to do it again with Captain Marvel 2. If if you believe that Captain Marvel 2 has a chance of giving you satisfaction, I've got a bridge to sell you. (laughs) <laughs> you know it, it's not
1: gonna be good
0: <laughs> you know they're they're doing it again
1: How about um with john boyega and uh, you know diminishing his not only like physical you know stature on the advertising but pr- presumably also his his role in the film out of the uh, deference to chinese markets and we can't have a black character black male being an a elite character and prominent character in star wars
0: That was the next thing on my list that I was gonna mention. You're telling me that you still believe Disney cares about representation if they're going to literally make a black man smaller on a poster to appeal to a Chinese market. The same Chinese market that they give money to despite the fact that they have slave labor labor, and people dying in China. It's disgusting. I don't know what to tell people anymore. How can you possibly expect them to be genuine at all. And the last thing, people I, I think people somewhat forgot about this, similar to the Finn thing. T'Challa from Black Panther, on the Chinese poster, he was masked up on, the, on every other poster. He was, you know, he, his face and whatever, and in same pose, same poster, except on the Chinese poster, they put his Black Panther mask on, so you couldn't tell what race he was how can you say you care i i just don't get it stop like i don't know what to tell people anymore how can i and the crazy thing is i see people retweet disney saying woke things they're not woke people they're a corporate boardroom that is taking advantage of you because you care that's what's happening i don't know what else to tell people I, it's just like i don't know how naive and i just I, I can't
1: take it anymore. It like really the, bugs me. <laughs> the slogans are so bad too. Like Kennedy, the president of, of Lucasfilm, you know, saying, Oh, the force is female. Like, like oh, come on. Or or like the the kind of infamous picture of um well they're planning the um Star Wars High Republic of the the boardroom, you know, the, the board that they're writing on says like I don't remember exactly what it said, but something like important things to focus on and it's like lgbtq and like diversity you know these are core tenets of star wars like you no know, not not like the story of star wars you know it was we gotta like we gotta push our push our messages in like but are we actually going to are we actually going to represent those values of course not but we're, we're going to put on the show that we're representing them so we can get your money oh
0: it makes my blood these people make my blood boil it's so disgusting <laughs> it's so disgusting I don't know. I don't know what to tell people. And I feel like people actually, there's a certain segment of the United States population that actually does fall for it every time. And they use it as a weapon against people. They don't like, they say, you don't like this movie because you don't like X, Y, Z. You are supporting a comp- country, a company that supports a country that literally puts people through slave labor, slave, a minority group in a country is being used for slave labor. What, what other thing do you need? It doesn't matter what they say. There's no excuse for that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know what to say. And then they like literally backhand smack you with like movies like Captain Marvel. It's like, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, I don't know how you believe this stuff any, every time anymore. And it's not like people don't know this. You know, the, the, the thing, I, the, the John Boyega thing was a big deal when it came out then people just forgot it all of a sudden. What are you, like, what? <laughs> you know, it, it, I, am I the only one with a memory as to what happened before? Like, Because it's painful, you know, it's actually painful. So it's like, just bizarre, bizarre, man, bizarre. Ugh. Um, you know, it's all about power and money. That's what it's about. You know, what gives them power, what gives them money, if they can bl- bludgeon people that they dislike, if they can make more money, essentially stealing it from the fans you know if they can just atrophy their enemies to death if they can if they can keep lobbying their way out of out of not It's not even lobbying i mean some, sometimes it's like straight bribing you'd be surprised what is you know easily find outable about what disney do, does to avoid you know trust busting you know
1: i mean guys is anything just, copyright copyright yeah. Let's- you know, every time, every time Mickey Mouse is going to enter the public domain, they spend enough money to increase the length of that something has to, you know, before it can enter the public domain. Just For reasons, mouse.
0: For reasons that they just have to have it apparently, and all this kind of stuff. It's just like, oh my gosh! Like, just thinking about it just makes me so mad. Ugh. like, how did they? You really think that the 20, 20, 20th century Fox deal? made any sense on paper in terms of its anti-monopoly you know investigation you think that investigation happened properly seriously you had you merged some of the biggest entities in the country period and at the same time the deal that got more scrutiny i remember at the time there's some other deal happening that got more scrutiny it it was like something like two smaller companies and i'm like what is going on like uh you know it's bizarre it's Strange um, I'm going to work myself up too much <laughs> uh, I don't know I, I would just I just want to say for for people who like what to do about it what to do about it is please the the biggest thing you can do is allow people to voice their frustrations without being shot shouted down if you're going to but for, it's just the first thing you need to do is literally just ignore disney and what they say they are lying 90 percent of the time you know they're lying 90 percent of the time so just ignore what they're saying if you're going to be tribal enough where you're going to literally just repeat them you are doing the worst out of everyone you know you're doing the worst out of everyone allow people to voice their frustrations openly encourage people to you know want to talk about films again there's such a crush and dialogue over films in general now. It's so sad, you know. Only the really old critics, you know, that I follow, uh, or not old like in age, but you know, been around for a while, still do the same thing they used to do and write their, their 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 critiques in the same way. And you know, or if it's a YouTube channel, whatever. In terms of the fans, they don't talk in the same way anymore, and it's it's going to be the death of it. It's not it's not going to be just cinema. I think some people are like, well, movies can die as long as we have our streaming and TV shows. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the atrophy cycle over and over and over again, you know? So just let's be honest with each other, please, <laughs> you know, about how you feel about things and say it out loud and encourage other people to say say what they're thinking, please. Despite how big they are, they still have fears about certain things. They fear you know people complaining so much that the legislature will actually do something you know they they fear a large portion of the country will actually boycott them you know to death you know so take it seriously too cuz i think it's a much more serious issue than than people realize what's going on there <sighs> heavy topic but that's my segment <laughs> yeah also, uh, I don't know anything about Scarlett Johansson. I don't even know if she's a good person or not. I don't really care, you know. So, uh, if you want to tweet her any part of this rant or anything like that, just snip it, send it to Scarlett Johansson, and uh, I don't know. You never know, right? Like a lot of a lot of times, you know, the smallest gestures towards you know what's good can uh, can help the most. So you tweet at her too. Tweet it. Say. You shouldn't be bullied for wanting your slice of the pie that that you think that you're owed, and you should have your day in court fairly, with a judge that is not bribed. You deserve your your fair fair day in court, you know, um, and just say that loudly and boldly. You know, there's no Disney can make you feel however they want, but if you just keep speaking, you know, I think I think that'll be helpful.
1: Just don't don't follow Disney's uh, logic, and, that anybody who like doesn't like something that they do you know especially like something that has a woke element to it Disney likes to criticize them as toxic fans so i would ignore that don't don't fall into that trap you cannot like one of these films you cannot like you know what disney did with the star wars recent star wars trilogy and you're you're not uh not liking it because you hate women having important roles in films right that's the false equivalence disney is trying to is trying to create and yeah don't don't buy that there are like legitimate reasons why you could not like those films and it's not because you hate women having important roles in the film in
0: fact here i am saying i wish Charlotte, scarlett johansson got her shot i really do you know like it just makes me upset <laughs> you know like she deserves her shot she's she's a woman who negotiate tried to negotiate a really good deal this is something that you know women who want to be in the professional world this is a good example for them you know and they're just cra- like crapping all over it. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. You know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. If you, if you agree with anything that we say here, just uh, hit the like button, post a comment or whatever. If you have more to say about all this stuff, you know, we're in the Discord. Uh, we're talking a little bit more and more. Uh, you know, we want to have constant conversations, not just once a week. So in the link in the description, there's a link to our Discord. Uh, I think it's going to get popping in there. So uh you don't want you don't want you don't want to miss it. Um we're gonna talk more about news and yeah, stuff.
1: There's been a little bit more uh activity going on there so
0: so uh yeah um I guess I guess that's pretty much it. And enjoy the week. Watch good movies. Pop on maybe 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 consider buying a Blu ray instead of uh <laughs> instead of streaming something. Uh not for the sake of you know anything but sticking it. <laughs> um to uh the companies i know it's not feasible for a lot of people but think about it and uh yeah we'll see uh see you guys uh next week
1: all right yeah thanks for listening bye